This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. You're listening to Talking Raptors on Raptors Republic. Talking Raptors on Raptors Republic. (laughs) Talking Raptors on Raptors Republic. 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 Talking little raptors on Raptors Republic. Welcome to episode five of season six of Talking Raptors. Barry Taylor here with Nick Reynoldson. Twelve and one, buddy. Unstoppable. Not bad. Not, Not bad at all. Stoppable force. God damn it. Of course, this is being recorded before the New Orleans game, and for some reason, you and I have a weird feeling about that game. Yeah, I'm just scared. I don't know what it is. Anthony Davis is is a heck of a player, but yeah. Uh, now we'll assume they're 13 and one as this will be fine. Comes out on the airwaves on Raptors Republic. As always, RaptorsRepublic.com. Shout out to those guys. Uh, Six from a six. Anything happened with Drake this past week? Uh, no, not that I know of. Just out global ambassador. I I push a T, uh, was that like a Tyler, the creator's festival. Okay. (laughs) And the tech put up fuck Drake on the screen. Whoa. And, and Pusha T was like, no. He's like, no. <laughs> no. Even he was too. Right. Yeah. He's like, I, I, th- that had nothing to do with me. Too far. That's, yeah. I like it. And I still think he took a shot at Drake. He's like, nah, that's that's in the rules. You can't do that, which Drake's whole thing was oh. like, rules. Well played, Pusha. Well played. Yeah, he's a goddamn a great villain. Just a great, great villain for Drake to have. By the way, Drake, has, Drake hasn't been to a game yet, right? I don't think so. His tour is on, he's still on tour, but... I was going to ask that. I, don't, I haven't seen him, I don't think. No, he hasn't been. Hmm. Maybe the 29th. You, you know what actually does bother me about Drake? This is the only thing that bothers me. Sure. Is when he's not there, he obviously gives the seats to, like, whoever the hell in OVO, uh, you know what I mean, is on mm-hmm. the... On the email chain, whoever replies first in OVO, um, and they're always friggin' late. 
Oh, okay. I, I hate that. like I hate seeing empty seats. You know what I mean? Like, right? Maybe you can hook us up. We'll get it there. We'll early. be there early. I was there early by accident last time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get there early on purpose. On purpose, yeah. And especially after halftime. I'll notice that now. Yeah, sure. like halftime, they don't get back to like three minutes into the quarter. Disrespectful. Just saying, man. Like they got anything better to do? They're not Drake, right? But even Drake's late too. But he's got a better. He's Drake. You could maybe be like, oh, I was on the phone with Rihanna or something, you know? Oh, you can text her. <laughs> All right. We just got Kawhi. You know what I mean? I'm like, you didn't, didn't, didn't come see Kawhi play yet? I, he's on tour. He's out Sh- there. Should be done. He so, said he, when he gets off tour, he's making another album. Really? That's what he said. Man's in Edmonton, I think he announced that. As you do. <laughs> yes. When good, you get out there. Good God. Former City of Champions. I'm they a, took down the City of Champions thing off their city sign. It was city of Roses now? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just city? Mm-hmm. Welcome to a city. Edmonton, the city. Thing one. Pascal Siakam is your NBA Eastern Conference Player of the Week. What the... What? Come on. Who would have thought the first Raptor to get Player of the Week this year would be Pascal, Pascal Siakam? I don't even think Pascal thought he would... So in three games this week, Siakam scored 60 points on just 29 shots, 73% field goal. Becomes the eighth Raptor to win Player of the Week, joining DeRozan, who won it 10 times, Vince, who won it 7, Bosch, who won it 7, Lowry, 4, Mike James. There it is. One Eastern Conference Player of the Week. And what a week it was for Mike. (laughs) As a Toronto Raptor, Jalen Rose won it too. Shout out to Jalen. Shout out to Jalen. And Lou Williams. Mike James won an Eastern Conference Player of the Week. Didn't know that. Welcome to Mike James territory, Pascal. Yeah. You did it. One of those names on that list is not like the others. <laughs> and it's not Pascal Siakam. Holy crap. I saw someone mention this on Twitter. I can't find it right now. But to think that he wasn't even playing basketball 10 years ago, Pascal Siakam, mm-hmm. and now he's an Eastern Conference Player of the Week in the NBA. That's that's pretty crazy. Yeah. And he's, he's just getting better, man. It's not like... And is he even our, I guess you would say he's the third best player on the team? Is he? I guess. Pascal Siakam. Right. The third best? Who would be third best? I don't, I don't know. Like right now, I guess theoretically, maybe Serge Ibaka at this moment in time mm-hmm. is better than him. Right. He's supposed to be. Right. Yeah, he is. Money-wise, he he's definitely he's supposed to be supposed better. supposed to be, but... But it really goes... Uh, Kyle Lowry, Kawhi Leonard are the best. Yeah. The rest all just blend in. Mm-hmm. And then there's Norman Powell at the... <laughs> and CJ's half and half right there. Norm's got his arm sling just singing to himself on the bench. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Just muttering it under his breath. <laughs> Shut up, Norm. We can hear you. Yeah, we can hear you, buddy. Watching game tapes in the fucking... Just just seeing the team flourish. And he's like, good God, how hard is it going to be for me to get back in this rotation? I, I don't know what else to say. The guy's amazing. He's starting to get noticed around the league. He's got that spin move down. That's how you have a big summer. Everyone was like, oh, yeah, I had a big summer. And you always hear guys had a big summer. Remember Hoodie Mellow? What a summer that was, eh? Didn't translate Hoodie. too much into anything. Hoodie Mellow, where'd you go, bud? Yeah, but like everyone was talking about this kid, Siakam, Siakam, Siakam. And he's like, it carried into the season. And it's, that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. It's pretty insane. I don't know. The man could barely dribble two seasons ago. And now he's this... Spinning freak of nature. Eastern Conference Player of the Week. It's fucking... Life's funny, you know? 
What? what yeah. Where were we? Follow this? your dreams, kids. Right no there. Kidding. I think that that definitely solidifies him in uh, Jersey purchasing status for sure. He's, right. Listen. Right. He's a contender. That's a very good point. And I can't see him ever being traded because he's kind of a size boy. Yeah. Like, found him in the second round. Yeah. He's got the African connection. I'm definitely getting a Siaka one before Ibaka. Hey, man, I was I was going all in on a DeRozan one last year. I think I didn't make that purchase. Good Lord, imagine that collecting dust in your room right now. You know what's interesting, though? I got a Kyle Lowry one for Christmas last year. That's right. And I was like, hey, this is great. You know, it's, But I was like, man, I would have preferred DeRozan. I would have liked the DeRozan in one. In hindsight, great purchase. Again, what a difference a year makes. It really? really. Holy smokes. Really does. But I think, yeah, Pascal Siakam is probably the number one jersey to get right now. They unveiled the the uh, OVO jersey, by the way. Yeah, of course, midnight. That same midnight they announced it after we recorded it. We that recorded would happen. the podcast, yeah. What do you think about the white one? Uh, I I like the black one better. I don't... I, I got to see it, like, on court, as always. You know what I mean? With the OVO court, it might look might look crazy. Right now, I, I, in my mind, I think I like the black one better, too. But, but maybe... do they change the court as well? Whoa. Because boy. Miami's court was crazy. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's, that's a whole other... Yeah, because they changed the court for the OVO, right? Yeah. So it's got to be a new court. I probably just flipped the colors. Maybe. We're not stupid, goddammit. We see what you're doing here. It's not a June jersey at all. I think the white one will look okay. I think it'll be okay, but I think the black one is probably better. Yeah. I really wish they they brought back the goddamn dinosaur this year, man. Yeah. A Kawhi Leonard dinosaur jersey would be dirty. Oh, yeah. That's top of the list. More than a Pascal Siakam jersey? For sure. Really? Yeah, this might be the only year you're ever going to get that, buddy. That's <laughs> true. A Pascal Siakam dinosaur jersey. Are we crazy? That's that's a great. There we go. If if I mean he's, they got to play in that jersey. You know what I mean? I'm sure you could get it. Yeah. Oh, you can get it for sure. But that's you don't want it if he never wore that jersey. Well, it's still look kind of a nice ode. No. To, no. No. I might do it. Still. Speaking of the city jerseys, did you see what the Spurs did with theirs? No. They got camo, baby. DeMar DeRozan's going to be rocking. Camo, like the good old days. Get a nice pair of khakis. Get yourself the goddamn camo jersey. Is it the digital camo? You're damn right. It's the digital with just the the spur, like the spur logo. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. And just the camo. Like just uh, the U spur is what I'm saying. Okay. And that's it. Very simple. Just camo the hell out. I just don't know about the camo. I, I hope they put camo on the floor. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine that? <laughs> That'd be crazy. People wouldn't know where to go. No, you wouldn't know the players. Keep losing them all. And the Lakers one's cool, too. What's the Lakers one? Black and purple. Oh, right. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it's okay. Seems like everyone went darker and we went lighter. Like everyone, everyone's jerseys. Hey, man. Dark and we went we white. We the North, you know? I know. We're on our own. For sure. White like snow. I guess that's what they were going for, yeah. Same thing, too. On NBA.com, at the top of the power rankings are your Toronto Raptors. Yeah, they are. Sitting on top of the power rankings. Most powerful team in the league. A lot of power. Yeah. Here's the thing. Real I saw strong. that, and I was like, yeah, fucking right, we're on the top of the power rankings. And then I said to myself, what, what are power what, rankings? What do those mean? Listen, I Googled. Did some reading. Mm-hmm. I still have no idea what no, the rankings are. It's just a blog, I guess. So NBA.com, the Raptors are on top. But then when you swing over to ESPN, Golden State are on top of their power rankings. Wow, jeez. Toronto coming third behind Milwaukee 
on ESPN, actually. So ESPN, their site says the ESPN NBA Basketball Power Index, or BPI, is a measure of team strength developed by ESPN Analytics. BPI is meant to be the best predicate or predictor of a team's performance for the rest of the season. It's done by how many points above or below the average team is. Uh, it accounts for game-by-game efficiency, strength of schedule, pace, days of rest, game location, and preseason expectations. Sure. There's a whole lot of shit going on there. Seems like a lot. But then when you go to NBA.com... There's it says, we make them up it for storylines. They say, NBA.com's power rankings are released every Monday during the season and are just one man's opinion. Yeah, that's at least you're telling the truth, NBA. Thank you. If you have an issue or question, comment for John Schumann. Send an email or contact him via, via Twitter. This guy's got all that pressure on his back. So why don't we just come up with a power ranking? Yeah, we might. And I think the Raptors just sit on top of them every time we release them. Yeah, like they're solidified in the top. They, they're definitely the most powerful team on this podcast. I think there's a lot of power. Yeah, in oh, that team, quite a bit, much more than any other team in the league. Mm-hmm. I guess each week we can release our own power rankings is what the only thing I realized about power rankings is that you can just make them up. Did we ever hit number one last year? I guess that's a how do you think know? So. No, the NBA's go Toronto, Portland, Milwaukee, Golden State, and then ESPN's go Golden State, Milwaukee, Toronto, Boston. I don't know about these ESPN power rankings. No, our power rankings are Toronto, Toronto, Drake. Huskies. A thing? A three. Jimmy Butler finally got traded, and he's with the Philadelphia 76ers. Here's my question to you. Are you worried about Jimmy Butler and the Philadelphia no. 76ers? No. Me either. I honestly personally think Jimmy Butler is overrated, and I was scared to say that because I'm like, he, that's he's going to come bust our ass. Or, but I'm he like, is no. a raptor killer. I think he's a – that's DeMar Rosen's fault. It's, we have goddamn Kawhi Leonard now. It's true. I'm not scared of Jimmy Butler. And I think they got worse. Philadelphia did? Yeah. They gave away two shooters. They, what, who's shooting the ball now? Jimmy every know. time? I guess. Yeah. I, they, There's a lot of like personalities going on there, too. And like I don't know if Jimmy Butler and, and Embiid are going to... I don't know, man. I, I, I don't... It's cool to see him probably play with Embiid and Simmons, but it's, I don't... I mean, respect them for sure. Worried about them? Not really. No. Are there? Let me ask you this. Good luck, JJ Redick. Jimmy yeah. Butler is gonna sleep with your wife. Well, <laughs> it's gonna make for a great JJ Redick podcast. Oh yeah, go, get that guy good, man on. Good God, yeah. And the other thing too, didn't I don't know. I always respected Jimmy Butler just because he did torch the Raptors so many times. But didn't this sort of like from like taint your vision of Jimmy Butler? Like, don't you think he's kind of an asshole after this whole Minnesota experience? Uh. Like parts of it, I think what he did in that practice was amazing. Like, in the practice, that shit cool. is so gangster. But just having so many, it was like almost he was holding press conferences. Yeah, yeah, that was whack was for sure. Like, well, this is what I think now. It's like, yo, like Jimmy. if he just did that practice thing and never talked about it, that'd be great. That's so fire, right? But you did uh, Rachel Nichols' podcast, literally like still sweating after that practice. And then he did two other press things with ESPN people, and I think one Bleacher Report person or something it was, and it's just like, dude. But I guess like. Maybe he was just like, like really, he's like, yo, I, they're literally going to keep me trapped here. Right. Fuck this. I'll tell everybody. I'll embarrass your team. Trade me, I said. I guess so. Which can't be good for the league. No. 
And now you've got that guy in in the the Sixers locker room, which I don't know, man. A lot of young players there. I think he's gonna beat the shit out of <laughs> Ben gonna, Simmons until he gets a jump shot. Goals. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing too. He's gonna kick open a Ben Simmons for an open three and he's gonna pass it. Just like, what the fuck? Kick it right back to him. Sixers don't worry me. I'm I'm okay with it. I'll ask you this. Which teams in the NBA currently worry you? Milwaukee. Yeah. And Golden State. What did you say about Brooke Lopez? Brooke Lopez hit eight threes. That's f- that's goddamn night. terrifying. Eight. He hit eight. By the way, the Hamilton Skyhawks just picked him up in fantasy two days before that as well, that, so it worked out nicely. That but was a great work, Barry. Eight threes from Brooke Lopez. I didn't know he could shoot a three. Never mind eight. I see him hit threes. He hit some threes against us, I'm pretty sure. But it's funny because out of all our buddies that I talk to, every single one says Milwaukee worries them. And every single person says the same thing, which I've never experienced as a basketball fan before. Everyone's like, man, they got so much length. Yeah, they're so tall. But it's just a weird thing to be brought up. Every single person I've talked to is like, they're length, man. They're length. Even yeah. I've said it. They're all like long-arm freaks over there yeah. at every position. They legit, if, like if there's a playoff series where it's the Milwaukee Bucks, I'm going to be terrified. Not terrified. I'm we're still gonna, gonna we're still gonna beat him. I'm gonna be focused and not getting blackout drunk until after the games. I don't know about that. Uh, that's, that's all. That's saying a lot, Barry. <laughs> the Celtics. You're I'm gonna okay say dead with... sober through. No, 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 no. The, the games. No, but I mean, last year, remember, like the first round, just getting hammered, being like, "Yeah, we're gonna win this series." Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Not, yeah. I don't have that confidence. No, yeah, for sure. Boston. I'm okay. I'd get drunk watching Boston. I'm all right with them. I, I don't. They're playing terrible now. I don't think. Do you think they're going to be that terrible for the rest of the year? No, they won't be that terrible. We'll, we'll figure it out. But right, not Golden State. Yeah, that. Well, we'll worry about that when we get there. That's not a problem. It's, yep. That's the finals. That's yeah. No, let's good, get there. Good problem to have. Yeah, absolutely. Really, right now, the only teams I'm like, man, if we played them in a best of seven, I don't know what would happen. Is Milwaukee and Golden State. Mm-hmm. Otherwise. I'm still. I still think we can beat Milwaukee in seven games. Yes, I think it's going to be tense, though. Mm-hmm. It's going to be close. Is what I'm saying. Well, we got your boy Nick Nurse to figure it out in the nitty gritty, huh? We do have Nick Nurse. We'll see. That's all we need, really. Take two, thing four. Speaking of Nick Nurse, his predecessor, Dwayne Casey, returns this Wednesday. It's a glorious return, winning us all time. Raptors coach returns with the Detroit Pistons. Obviously, he's going to get a very warm reception. Standing, oh, he deserves it. Standing ovation. Yeah, he deserves that. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, yeah. Standing ovation, for God's sakes. Yeah. It's the most winningest coach in Raptors history. Listen, I, if I'm... It's only he, we got fired. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm there, I'm giving the man a round of applause. You're not getting up. Do I have a plate of nachos on my lap? I can't get up in that case, right? Right. You're right. No nachos, sure. I mean, if everyone else is doing it, yeah, he does deserve the standing ovation. Yeah, it'll be nice to see him come back, though. I guess I don't really give a shit to be honest. How? What do you think he's gonna say before he comes out? Uh, something that doesn't make any. We sense. gotta be, please. <laughs> Listen. Yeah. A bunch of cliches. It's nice to be back, but you know, it's just one time we're coming back. And, this ain't my house anymore. Different to be in the other team's locker room, but uh, you know, it's, I'm just happy to be here. I had a lot of great memories here. Uh, my family loves this place, even though we didn't buy a house. 
Uh, we rented the entire time. Hey, man, listen, the I'm housing market's very expensive. I've got millions of dollars, and yet I rented yeah, in yeah. the city of Toronto. I'm, I'm not mad at anyone for being financially responsible. Fine. Are, He's got kids. Has anyone ever said buying property in Toronto is a bad investment? No one's ever said that. Right? It's very expensive, and this, though. And this crazed... Well, I mean, he's got the money. Funny. Yeah, well, he didn't have the job security. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he did. You, you want to have both, you know what I mean? Before, okay. you, before you settle down. Fair enough. Grow those roots, you know? I bet he, owns, he probably owns eight houses in Detroit. Yeah, I'm sure he does. Owns a whole street. Dwayne Casey <laughs> Boulevard. Come on in. He's got a shopping mall. Yeah, four rocks. A couple car washes. Oh, my goodness. He's got a mountain range. <laughs> pound the mountains out here. It'll be nice to see him come back. Buddy. Hey, man, you hated it. You disliked <laughs> Dwayne Casey way more than I did. He's a great human. You're not even, you're not even moving nachos to, to give this well, man his ovation. I'm standing. I'm going to stand at home. I'm not going to the game. I might get up. <laughs> you stand at, yeah. Yeah. Get up off your couch. There's no chance I'm doing that, but. You're not going to get emotional? Well, how do you think Nick Nurse is going to greet him? <laughs> like, that's him. more what I'm like. <laughs> that man is not standing up. He's going to give him the finger, probably. I kind of hope they fight. That'd be cool. Wouldn't that oh, be awesome? Yeah, the, the post-game handshake? For Dwayne Casey to lose is cool. No, nah, dur- like, during a call or something. Ooh. Where they're both, like, you know, closest to half. They're talking to a ref. Yeah. Someone's got to flip out. I don't think Dwayne Casey would ever lose his cool, though, like that. Well, it's too classy a man. We've seen him lose his cool a few times. Oh, interestingly, though, that video, did we talk about this last time? That crazy intro video, where mm-hmm. it, and it had the clip of him and Masai fighting? They Sportsnet pulled that. Yeah. Can't find it on the internet anymore. Because people thought it was disrespectful. Hey, I fucking loved it. I, I'm, I'm sure Dwayne Casey found it disrespectful. I mean, it's real. Nick Nurse probably sent it to him directly. <laughs> hey. He tagged him. <laughs> Yeah. Nurse has it pinned as his fucking favorite tweet. <laughs> See you in Toronto, buddy. <laughs> November fourteenth. I hope. I hope when we beat him, he just goes over to Dwayne Casey and just whispers, "You can't teach an old dog new tricks." At least. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. Would you put a Dwayne Casey statue out front? Uh, I would put one in front of Moore's. <laughs> Not in front of the ACC, but I would definitely. Do they have Moors in the in the states? I'm not sure. I was I was going to ask you. Think I wonder if he they kept that. Hmm. I wonder if he's met Eminem yet. Is Eminem like their Drake, or is it Big Sean? Ooh. Or is it Kid Rock? I fucking hope to God it's, <laughs> it is not Kid Rock. Dwayne Casey's hanging out with Kid Rock. Kid Pound the Rock. Kid Pound the Rock with his uh, he's wearing a Trump hat. Dude. He's got the MAGA hat on. <laughs> You're listening to Talking Raptors on Raptors Republic. Talking Raptors on Raptors Republic. Just because there's not that much to talk about, I've got another random question I'll throw it at you here. Let's hear what you got. It's another Mount Rushmore. Oh, shit. But it's only for Toronto Raptors media personalities. Wow. Right? So I would assume, again, like the normal Mount Rushmore, DeRozan and, and Lowry were automatics. I would assume for the media version that Jack Armstrong... And Chuck Swirsky are automatics, right? Correct. I think everyone's picking those two. Mm-hmm. So who are your other two Toronto Raptor media personalities for that Mount Rushmore? Rod Black, 100%. Rod, on yeah? There. Rodney? All right. Rod, Rod, yeah, Rod, Black's, Rod yeah? Black's okay. on there. Okay, no, I like it. I got you. We got Chuck, Jack, Rod. <laughs> That's, can you imagine going out with those guys for like drinks? Bloody. Holy shit, that'd be uh, fun. You're going to be, you're gonna be uh, hurting in the morning, I'll tell you that much. Okay, so Chuck Swirsky. Jack Armstrong, Rod Black, and your fourth? Um, that's a hard. I don't know, man. 
couple other options I'll throw at you. Even Paul Jones? I kind of like Paul Jones. Me too. Actually. That. Well, that's what I'm saying. He's pretty good, man. I saw him. He, Paul Jones over Sherman Hamilton and Eric Smith for sure. I could see that. Though I do like Sherman and Eric Smith. Too. I like them both, but I don't. Yeah, I like, I, I like Jonesy a lot I know, better. I know, I, I know what you're saying. We're ranking here for Mount Rushmore. Okay, some other options. The late great John Saunders. Right, dude. Do you remember how crazy it was? He was calling Raptor games, and they were on City TV when the season team started. Do you remember how fucked up that was? I was young, man. Buddy, City TV it was just like all that channel had were movies and Speaker's Corner. Is that Baby Blue too? See? Yeah. Yo, yeah, yeah, I was watching and that. And then they just somehow got the Raptors, and I was like, ah? And then it was John Saunders, one of the greatest watch sports a nice media people of all time. Raptors game and a nice Baby Blue 2 movie? Yeah, that's a, that's that's a Friday a, night. That's a Friday night. Right there. An electric circus, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Look at that programming. Yeah. Good God. And they got the Raptors somehow. Anyway, so I'd say John Saunders is up there. <laughs> but a little Mo, Mo Peterson. Nope. <laughs> that guy dyed his hair blonde. Yeah. Was it the, what was it, the playoffs or some shit? He when he first started started doing it, I was like, oh, I don't even know if Mo can read that good. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking, he had his shirt untucked and like a suit jacket suit that was jacket, four yeah. sizes too big. Oh, yeah. It's like, Mo, you're on TV, bud. Yeah. It's not Dude, radio. you look like you're uh, going to a high school dance right now. <laughs> what do you, why are you dressed like this, Mo? Okay. Uh, and then my other, this guy actually might be my fourth, Sam Mitchell. Sam's good, yeah. I like Sam on a panel. Man, I wish they would have Sam do color commentary during a game. Yeah. If they could have Jack and Sam Mitchell with Devlin, that would be nuts. Yeah. Like a three-person team. Oh, that would be crazy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, for sure Chuck Swarski, for sure Jack Armstrong, (laughs) you've got Rod Black. For sure Rod Black. I respect the Rod Black. Yeah, let's go for sure Rod Black. And then it's the most one of the most entertaining just men in general. He really is. I don't even I don't know if it's intentional most of the time, but good lord, he's a great man. I watch him every time. I watch that dude do anything. Apparently, one of Charles Barkley's good friends, so you know he's he's got some shit going he, he's, on. He's he's partied. He's seen some shit. I saw him in the mall. Remember? And he just nodded at me. Oh, he's yeah. with his family, so I didn't want to be like, "I think you're the greatest." That's respect. You're on my. Rushmore. <laughs> <laughs> Just know that, Rod Black. Yeah. We got to track that man down. Hey, man, he's walking with his family in the Eaton Center. <laughs> I don't right. think a lot of people recognize him. Really? Take that hat on. Yeah, a lot of people aren't looking for Rod Black, you know what I mean? He is kind of like, there's nothing really distinctive about him, you know? He does look like the every, like, just normal, white, Caucasian, middle class man. Yeah. Though he's not middle class, he's clearly upper class. But. Oh, yeah. So Jack, Chuck, Rod, and then it's down to Sam Mitchell, John Saunders. I like that Leo Rowdens and Matt Devlin didn't even get thought of. No. (laughs) Maybe a nice little side sort of sculpture would have Paul Jones. Yeah. And maybe a Sherm and an Eric, too. For sure. It's a smaller mountain. Yep. Yeah, a little hill, maybe, hillside? Absolutely. On the foot of the... Right. When you're, like, halfway up, they're like, here's something, here's a little taste of what you're about it's to It's a get. nice little plaque halfway up the mountain. 